Can you smell it? No, not yet. We didn't smell it until last time until we passed it, so... I guess we're not close enough yet. That's me, tech show host Dylan Lewis, and producer Dan Boyd on East Cesar Chavez Avenue in East Austin. It's Tuesday night during South by Southwest, and we're about to stop by our favorite food truck in Austin, Excaliburger. We'd been there two nights before, and when we walked up, the owner, Kyle Pounders, recognized us immediately. I think he remembers us. Who are you? <laughs> you? This is amazing. You're we're back. Us. We were here for the other night. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Who are you with all this gear? This is awesome. <laughs> so we, we do a podcast for our work. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. we wanted uh, to the, the Motley Fool. Yeah, yeah. And we wanted to uh, talk about the experience of coming to Excalibur. Okay. And maybe maybe even get you to say some words into a microphone at some point. Oh, that would be incredible. Yeah, I'll do whatever you want. Our original hook with Kyle and Excalibur was that he'd traveled all the way from Little Rock, Arkansas to come to South by Southwest. We thought that made for a really great story and an interesting lens into the food truck industry. But a few minutes and a few Kyleisms later, we realized we'd stumbled onto something special. This is fun. I've never done anything like this before. <laughs> Neither have we. <laughs> I meant the cooking hamburger part. <laughs> Dan and I weren't Kyle's only returning customers. Two guys at the food truck said they'd been there earlier, an hour and a half earlier. Kyle joked that they hadn't even finished digesting their first bites of his burgers. Over the course of the night, we met several other folks that came back for seconds, and it was clear Kyle had a pretty good feel for what works in the food truck industry. We asked him a lot of questions about running a truck, but we also asked him a lot of questions about himself. Kyle's an exceptional person. He's charismatic, but incredibly genuine. You can't help but root for him. Kyle told us that a buddy came up with the name Excaliburger, and when it was clear he wasn't going to do anything with it, with his permission, Kyle decided to open up shop. And Kyle is entirely committed to the name. When we first walked up, he asked us, what is your quest? He calls the caramelized onions on top of his burger the crown jewel. But I would argue the real crown jewel of Kyle's business is a four-foot sword he uses to open bottles of soda. I just wanted a drink. <laughs> oh, there it is. Where did you get that sword? Right. Uh, from a guy named Raul. He is a Brazilian <laughs> tennis coach. And I traded him 10 hamburgers for it. Given the reaction that everyone that sees it has, it was probably one of his best business ideas. One of the things he learned early on in the food truck business was it's important to give people something special. There are a ton of food trucks. You need to give people an experience. Good food gets people to come back, but giving people novelty and personality gets them to come for the first time. Good smells help, too. I can't tell you how many people come up with some other type of experience that they're after besides just like, oh, I heard it was tasty. I saw a picture and it looked beautiful. I've seen 15, 20, 30 pictures of this, and they've all looked beautiful. Oh, I opened my Cokes with that sword, and I can't tell you how much money I've made by people who literally say to me directly, just straight up, I don't even want this Coke, I just want to take a picture of you opening it with a sword so I can put it on my Instagram. It's about the experience. Yeah, absolutely. And so they leave, they had a fun time, it was interactive, it was an experience, but that's what the whole electromagnetic sheath is. And we've got a whole list of things we're going to do, that was just, you know, episode one for you. Wait, what? We're putting an electromagnetic sheath on this thing at the end of the, or the beginning of the month. I don't know what that means. So, a sheath, like you would store a sword in? Right. Here, let's get... So we're gonna have this... So we're gonna have this bad boy mounted on the front, sticking out, kind of like a unicorn. And it's gonna be held in place to where no one can get it out, uh, akin to the sword and the stone, the Excalibur, which no one could get out until young Arthur 
many a stronger man had tried to pull the Excalibur from the stone, but no one, none could. And so we're going to have a similar thing, except for this sheath is going to be wrapped in a coil, which we're going to use to become an electromagnet. And the beauty of that is whenever a cute kid walks up, I can flip the switch, the electromagnet shuts off, and the sword slides right out, right? So it's the sword in the food truck instead of the sword in the stone, the Excaliburger instead of the Excalibur. It's fun, right? We're just having fun. He also mentioned flamethrower turning signals. It's hard to know how serious he is about those. For all his complex plans for the truck, Kyle runs a pretty lean menu on board. There's a cheeseburger, single or double, with bacon as a plus one. He also does chicken sandwiches, the Excalibur, and a portobello mushroom burger, the Excalibella, but they aren't advertised. There are no fries or onion rings. Chips are his sides, and they're packaged and ready to go. The tight menu helps make the one-man operation manageable, and it keeps inventory really simple. In a cramped food truck, space and organization is key. He was willing to make one menu addition to appease local customers, though. Do y'all know about Topo Chico? Yeah, we do, actually. I didn't know about this. It, people go crazy for it down here. They're like, oh, you don't have Topo Chico? I don't want your hamburger. And I'm like, what do the two have to do with each other? <laughs> this is awesome. You have to have to Topo Chico. He loaded up the truck with some sparkling mineral water once he realized it was a local favorite. In the kitchen, though, there are no concessions. Kyle is a self-professed texture snob, and he's got the burger making down to a science. It's cool if we're back here. Wow. Yeah, so if you just want to ask Ooh. questions here, I can cook. You can Ooh. do like the scraping and clinking and these things yeah. will make some, you know, hibachi type noises whenever it goes through. So. Uh, can we can we order burgers too? Yeah, what do you want? What? Single bacon Standards, with everything? Reggae's bacon. bacon? Single yeah. bacon cheese. The yeah, works. Man. Yeah. Oh, it smells so good back here. Let's do it. They haven't figured out how to transmit smells through those uh Microphones, yeah, have they? We haven't gotten there yet with technology. Yeah, that'll be my greatest invention. <laughs> Second greatest invention. So just to paint a picture with what we're smelling right now, <laughs> we've got we've got crockpot onions over here on one side next to huge so pan full of bacon. Until we'll, put, we'll spread a thin layer out and we'll cook them until the bottom of them's burned. And then we toss them in a special sauce. It's got some sugars in them and those caramelize coat the onions real well. By the time it's done, they don't even, we don't consider them a vegetable even. It's, it's What are they? They're sauteed onions, they're a vegetable, but, <laughs> but they're, I mean, they're what, unrecognizable. What do you consider them though? I, I'm just joking. They're, it's, <laughs> I would say blessing. I think a it, blessing, <laughs> yes. Because we had them, I remember last night when we came by your place, Yeah. Um, you said that that's the crown of the burger. The crown jewel, yeah. And here's the unsung hero right here. You see this stuff I'm scraping off when I flip it? Hopefully, so this is actually a paint scraper from Home Depot. Um, and that's because I can get up underneath the patties whenever I'm cooking them. And this stuff right here is called uh, Maillard Crust, M-A-L-L-A-R-D. Quick editor's note, it's M-A-I-L-L-A-R-D. In fairness to Kyle, he was taking orders cooking and being interviewed at the same time. Whenever something caramelized, think about the way sugar tastes and how it's sweet but doesn't have any character really, but then you take it over a certain temperature for a certain time, and that's all it is is sugar and temp uh, temperature and time, and sugar becomes caramelized. Think about now the expressiveness of caramel, right? So the same thing happens with proteins after a certain temperature they get restructured. It's called the Maillard reaction. Uh, is the comparable term to uh, caramelization. And it's very similar to where 
these pieces right here are just gonna be jam-packed full of flavor. So I'm always scraping these off, putting them on. I'm giving y'all all my secrets. <laughs> it's no secret. Um, but here, I want, whenever this cools off, you'll taste this. And when you taste it, don't think that you would sit down and have a whole bowl of this for dinner. Think about it the way that you would think garlic. You love garlic? Love you garlic. love garlic? Of course, yeah. Did you ever sit down and have a whole bowl of garlic? No. No, but, but on something else, in something else, with something else, it's delicious. It's an enhancer. That's what, so if this is cool enough, I want you to take this and try it in the same mentality as uh, what garlic would be. <laughs> that is delicious. Right? It's really you know good. I mean? I can't even do that. I can't do that justice. What about frying these buns? Why is that so important? Because I'm a texture snob. Text, uh, so so w would you explain what you're doing? Uh, so right now I'm taking a challah bun from my baker, fresh baked, and I have them actually undercooked the buns a little bit, which makes them a little gooey putting real butter on there on a little butter. It's kind of like a hamster wheel that, that goes through a thing of butter. And so I'll roll it through that a couple times and I put it on there and that's always the first thing that I put on, the last thing I take off. Cause I mean, we near burn it whenever we, we put it on there. You heard the guy earlier who said, oh, but you burned my bun, you know? No, 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 that's, yes, I did. <laughs> what? I, but I call it love. It's not burnt, it's good stuff. He also has very firm opinions about cheese. I think it's stupid that this is America and people assume you don't want cheese. If you don't, um, right though? Yeah, right. yeah. If you don't say anything, you don't get cheese. That's stupid. Never <laughs> make the non-cheese eaters speak up at Excalibur. <laughs> but his true signature comes with the patty. The Maillard reaction scrapings give the flavor, but the texture and composition comes from his split patty approach. His singles look like doubles, but really they're one patty, cut in half. There are taste reasons for this, but there are also practical business reasons behind this too. I can cook two two-ounce patties quicker than I can cook one four-ounce patty, so it's efficiency. The Maillard reaction, so taste. See, the thick patty thing, it, it creates a divide. The people who want their burgers cooked all the way through, what do they really want? They're weird about the color, right? They don't, they don't want to see any red or any pink. The people who want the red or the pink they don't mind what color it is, they just want what? A, a juicy burger, yeah, a good tasting burger. They don't want a hockey puck. So by having two thin patties instead of one thick patty, I cook them so quickly that they're cooked all the way through, but they're not on there long enough to dry out. So the people who want the well done burger get what they want. They don't see any red, they don't see any pink. The people who want a the people who want a juicy burger, they don't really care what color it is. They just want the juicy burger. So they get the juicy burger, they get the fully cooked burger. Everybody's happy with the exact same thing. I don't have to change anything. Thin patties help him get everyone what they want without having to worry about customizing to rare, medium, well tendencies, which can help with output times. For Kyle, running a food truck wasn't always the plan. He's kind of a dreamer that happened into an idea he couldn't ignore. And I've always had a bajillion ideas and I woke up one day, looked in the mirror and realized if I didn't pick one of those ideas and go with it, then I was going to die 
pretty soon, you know, life goes by quicker than you intend uh, for it to. Uh, <laughs> no, but just like you wake up one day and you never chased your dreams, right? And, and so, die. and then you die. Yeah. And and I spent my whole life just, you know, bouncing around, failing out of school, working crap jobs and talking about what I was going to do someday. And I had this folder of all these ideas and I sat down one day and I said, okay, I'm going to find the idea that I'm going to pursue and I'm going to stick with it until it becomes realized. And I flipped through and Excalibur was just undoubtedly the one. And so I went out, got a second job, saved every penny from that job and got a griddle, $600 flat top, 48 inch uh, griddle. And I started taking, it was kind of a fake it till you make it moment. I started having backyard barbecues. Hey, I'm going to do this and that. It's going to be called Excalibur. That was about all I knew at the time and that we were just going to have a lot of fun and make delicious food. But I built the whole concept around the name, which was your original question. Uh, But yeah, that's what we started with. And I built the rest of the concept just around the name. Kyle had never cooked professionally prior to opening Excalibur. Everything he picked up was from doing his own homework and testing things out. When you're neurotic and passionate about something, you look at it from all angles. And so, you know, I'm going to look at the science of this. I'm also going to look at the art form of this. So when every burger goes out, it has to be beautiful. I'm a fool for, uh, speak of fools, y'all are some (laughs) fools. I'm a fool too. for going into the burger business. You know, there's so many hamburgers out there. What do I, what, what, what business do I have thinking that I can compete with everybody? South by Southwest is a chance for Kyle to run a food truck in a more competitive market and see how he stacks up. Austin is known for its food truck scene. There are plenty of options. So if people don't like what you're making, it's going to be obvious. He ballparks that he'll break even around 500 burgers sold, a number that doubled on the way to Austin thanks to two truck breakdowns. But even without those, the trip wouldn't have been cheap. He's got to buy supplies, pay for a permit to operate the truck in Austin, and actually get the truck to Austin. It only gets about five to six miles per gallon. So over eight days, he needs to sell a little bit more than 60 burgers a day. And a burger plus chips and a drink will run a customer around $12. He came to Austin with pretty low expectations, though. I said from the start of this trip that this is hands down the worst trip we'll ever have to Austin, right? Because this is the breakthrough. No one knows this. Next time I come, there will be 100 people expecting us and bringing friends. You disappear for a while, then you come back and it's like, ah, Excaliburger's back, you know? Kyle views selling burgers like being a musician. The first time you come to town, nobody knows who you are. If you put on a good show, you'll have fans waiting for you the next time when you come back. Another important part of this South by Southwest visit, Kyle is building business for future trips. I've got a file cabinet and we're going to do all 50 states in there. And anytime I get somebody from somewhere that's like, hey, dude, can you travel to where I'm at? Sure, I don't know if I will or not, but I'm going to collect all these things, and then whenever I go to a particular state, I'll pull it out and email everybody from you know, Detroit if I'm going to Michigan or whatever. On that note, we promised Kyle a plug. He's looking for interesting places to go and wants to travel with the truck. So if you like the sound of the show and you like the sound of Kyle, shoot him a note at request.excaliburger.com. The adventure of traveling around seems to be one of the most energizing parts of the business for Kyle. It's also the part of the gig where things tend to go wrong. As it turns out, there is a ton that goes into running a food truck that has absolutely nothing to do with food. Here's Kyle and his friend Bensi explaining the business. Running a food truck is it's half it's it, it's sixty percent being a mechanic and forty percent making food. You get and by mechanic that includes like all the other plumbing and yeah. yeah, that, 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 yeah. That. And if you have any doubts about that, here's Dan asking a question about ingredients. Look how quickly Kyle turns from chef to mechanic. That's actually a question I had. Did you bring your ingredients and stuff with you? 
Yeah. That was actually what created the problem is I have this massive inverter in the front seat that I purchased. And like a genius, uh, the first time I used it was whenever I set it up to come down here. And the reason I need that is so that I can convert power from the alternator to, to uh, the DC power to AC power so that I can plug in the refrigerators while we're driving down the road. So in theory, the power that comes off the alternator goes to the refrigerator, my food stays cold, and I can charge my cell phone. Uh, it ended up draining my battery entirely all the way down because I was supposed to have a deep cycle battery and I didn't know that. And whenever we finally, uh, I'm trying to say here, whenever I shut the engine off the first time, it just, not even a click whenever I tried it because the alternator was keeping it going the whole time. Part of what made Kyle so amazing and why Dan and I knew we had to talk to him that he has this cosmic magnetism to him. Things happen to him, sometimes bad, but they always seem to wind up working out, mostly because he has an unbelievably positive energy. Here's a story of the truck breaking down in Dallas, Texas. A buddy from college that I hadn't seen in 12 years pulled over to help me. I hadn't seen or talked to him. Yeah. Wait, just out, of, just out of chance. Yeah. Just, I was in between Dallas and Fort Worth, just outside of a town called Arlington, where they've got like six flags in all the stadiums. And we were right there. He was going to get fitted for a, for a tux with his whole family. And his whole family <laughs> stayed on the side of the road with us. Uh, whole family being wife uh, and two children, one of which was born five days ago. And they sat on the side of the road for four hours. I should just like edit this and put it online. I have to put that video on, don't I? This stuff just happens all the time to me. And so I don't think that much of it, but the looks on your faces, I'm like, this isn't normal everyday life for people, is it? Like, it's my normal everyday life, but I, I guess didn't realize that that would be interesting to see. It sounds like a script, like a, like a film script. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's fun. I'm, it's fun. I love it. I wouldn't do anything else. Even when I was broke down, I wasn't upset about it. It's just, this is what happens. That's why we built the extra day in. And so if you get there in enough time without anything going wrong... That. You get well. <laughs> where, where's the story there? Right? Yeah, where, yeah. Where's the story for one? And yeah, and then, and then I would have just got to hang out with him an extra day, right? But it just doesn't go that way. And I'm I'm going to continue to travel across the country, and that type of stuff is going to continue to happen. I'm going to have to get towed, and I'm going to have crazy things that I can or cannot fix. And I'm going to make friends, and it's going to rain. It'll be fine. And here's the story of his first date with his now girlfriend Candace. I'm a big moves kind of guy, and I was like, all right, if we're going to start dating, let's like. Let's go all out. I'm not just going to take you out for a movie. And so I take, I took the truck to Missouri <laughs> to her grandparents' house, and nobody knew I was coming. And I showed up in the food truck, and I was like, hey, what's up? I'm here. And I'd made a joke to her earlier. I was like, she said, we're having this big birthday celebration with all of my family tomorrow afternoon, Sunday, in Springfield, Missouri. Right now they were at, uh, I forgot the name of the lake, Tabletop Lake or something? Table Rock. Table Rock Lake. Yeah. Her grandma is, her grandpa are on Table Rock Lake. And so they said, okay, we're gonna go down there. Uh, and everyone's coming. And I said, I said, would y'all like to have hamburgers at your birthday celebration? And she said, oh my gosh, we would love it. And they would love you. And I said, okay, on my way. And she said, haha, whatever. And then I showed up eight hours later. The transmission broke on that trip. <laughs> I got to fix the transmission on the side of the road in Missouri with her grandpa and her stepdad, Thad, which is really confusing when she's saying my mom and Thad. <laughs> and then she refers to her dad later. 
And I'm like, I don't ever know who we're talking about. We do the whole trip and we take the truck up there and she's like, oh my gosh. And we found this like beautiful stump and I was like, this would be a cool table. And I was like, oh, that was a very domestic thing to say. I guess <laughs> I should ask her to be my girlfriend. So we started dating and we took this little stump with us. We wrote our initials on it. It was awesome. That's adorable. It is adorable. That is such she, a good story. She loved it. Yeah. And she was like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. We're broke down in the middle. And I said, Candace, do you understand that me being broke down and getting to lay underneath the the truck and fix the transmission hose lines with your, your stepdad, who's very important to you, is about the equivalent of you having an entire spa day with my mom. <laughs> Right? Like, yeah. I was like, this is good. It's a deep connection. This is all according to plan. Just like me breaking down on the way here is according to plan. You document it. It's interesting. It's a better story. Look, y'all have a microphone on me right now. We're talking about it, right? While we were recording, Candace called him. Oh, y'all want to talk to Candace? <laughs> if I can, hey, if I can show up to her grandparents in the food truck, y'all can speak your phone. Hi, Candace. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> Good, how are you? Good, I'm interviewing Kyle right now. Uh, I'm, I'm with The Motley Fool. My name's Dylan. I've got my producer, Dan, here. We're hanging out at the truck, and Kyle just told us all about how you guys met. Oh, what did he say? <laughs> he, he told us all about the, the big trip with the truck, uh, fixing the truck with your, is it stepfather? I told him about the time I took your stepdad to the spa. <laughs> oh, that's your spa, not my spa. <laughs> Uh, that's an incredible story, Candace. Hey, Candace, you're you're on a podcast right now. Just just answer their questions. Okay, what questions do you have? I, I'd love to get that story from your perspective. Uh, so you, so you have this guy that you maybe you know but haven't really gone on a date with show up with your family. Dude, apparently she had a crush on me. I had no idea. I just thought she was a cool chick, but I didn't know there was like anything there. Candace, you go. Uh, yeah, no, I totally had a crush on him for like several months, but he had no idea. And then we had been hanging out like in groups of people for quite some time, but recently just like started hanging out all the time. And then out of nowhere, he just shows up at my grandparents' house and meets my entire family. And I'm Italian, so it's not small. That's Kyle. And it seems like that's kind of Candace, too. If you talk to Kyle for five minutes, it's pretty clear. Kyle loves burgers. Kyle loves people, and Kyle loves swords. He has the formula figured out for an awesome food truck, and he's a warm guy. But for all the tinkering around and honing his concept, he says he's not a money-minded guy. Candace and I are basically perfect for each other. <laughs> her strengths and my strengths and her weaknesses and my weaknesses just play off of each other in a beautiful way. Except we're both so terrible with money. So maybe we could be a case study and y'all can help us. Oh my god, this is a brilliant idea. Tell us what to do. Tell us what to do. <laughs> well, we, we do have a podcast called Motley Fool Answers. Maybe is... we're just going to listen to this podcast. Okay, can we, but I do like the idea of us being like a case study. We might be able to, <laughs> are you thinking like a like a Motley Fool financial makeover? Yeah, yeah. Yes, oh my god. Where you look yes. at our stuff and you're like, why would you ever do this? And then we cut to the after shot. Yeah. What does that look like? We'll check in in a year. We could just check in every year. I'm going to be a millionaire pretty soon. <laughs> And so y'all could have found me whenever my stuff was just in shambles and been like, this is everything you're doing wrong. And I'd be like, okay, I'll fix it, right? You can. They could be the reason You know what would be a hilarious interview? If you interviewed my accountant. Oh my gosh. She would just be like, oh my gosh, Kyle's the worst client I have. She wouldn't say that. But that's because she's a sweetheart. Who knows? 
Maybe there'll be more Kyle and Candace on the show in the future. For now, though, Kyle has two new fans, and Motley Fool Answers might have two new listeners. If you want to see a picture of me, Dan, and Kyle at the truck, go to at MF Industry Focus on Twitter. And if you want to follow Kyle, he's on Instagram and Twitter at Excaliburger underscore. This truck broke down twice, and I fixed it both times. Now, I had to Google things and, and ask a couple questions, but that's part of what the failure teaches you is how to push through the failure. It wasn't even a big deal. I didn't even get upset about it. I was just like, oh, we're broke down. Let's, let's fix it now, because it's happened so many times. And I remember the first time that happened, I felt so mature was how I felt. And I'm not even talking about a particular failure. It's just failure as a whole. If you're doing anything, if you're going for greatness at all, failure is going to happen over and over. And you have to just continue going. Keep on too late.